Benson Hasty. I'm Senior Director of Theological Education Funds Development at the Presbyterian Foundation. That is a ministry of the Committee on Theological Education. Um, and it's an honor to have here with me on Leading Theologically today a true theological leader. He's done missionary work in Georgia and Tennessee and Texas. And thank God he's in my home state uh, of uh, um, North Carolina now. North, North Carolina, that's my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter, says i got to say North Carolina. That's right, the old North State. Yeah, <laughs> The old North State. North Pac- where Joe. <laughs> North, Joe just taught me something. So he's in Charlotte at Myers Park Presbyterian, head of staff. And um, I was I grew up in Monroe, just the next town southeast, not quite in South Carolina. The, the roads named the destinations in North Carolina, that's just blown my mind. I, I mean, I don't know why I didn't notice this before. That's right, and it's very Presbyterian. It's it's predestination. This If you're on this right. road, this is where you're destined to land. So... Golly. Yeah, also, the roads are very progressive here. We have a transgendered road here in Charlotte. We have okay. a Queens Road that uh, changes to Kings Road. Uh, it's <laughs> nice. a very progressive city. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, um, embrace your sexual orientation right. and sexuality. Right. We're going to paste the bio of Joe, but he is, uh, if you just heard, a graduate of Auburn. Um, University, Columbia Seminary, and also, like me, um, has a doctor of ministry from McCormick, but in this Acts preaching program, I, I'm, I take That's it. That's correct. Um, he loves to teach. He's a good teacher. He's a great preacher uh, and pastor. And um, I noticed on social media him quoting, you know, every now and then, pulling these beautiful quotes out of uh, Ted Lasso. And so thanks for being the guest today. On the gospel, according to Ted Lasso, yeah. this is just going to be the first of many conversations about this. I hope. Darn tootin', Vladimir Putin. That's right. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> um, y'all. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, let us know you're there and the questions you have. Um, I always ask that before we really get into Lasso, um, you know, or the topic is about your call, and uh, I wonder what it is that. The work your soul must have. That's what Katie Geneva Cannon used to ask, or Thurman said. You know, what is making you come alive, Joe? Well, you know, I'm 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 pretty far into my call now, and uh, I had dinner last night with uh, a couple from our church, and uh, they were asking me what what my day was, and uh, I started with a Bible study uh, with uh, with at seven fifteen talking about. Uh, the Shunammite woman in Second Kings, and and then went to administrative meeting, a staff meeting, and then a worship planning meeting, and then had lunch with uh, a member who had some questions theologically about something that I had said in uh, in an article about the doctrine of election, and um, and then wow. in the afternoon I uh, taped some things for our virtual worship service, and then. Closed out the day at five o'clock with a premarital counseling, and um, and then was at dinner with that couple. And I said that that's just the amazing life of ministry. Such a spectrum Amen. that we get called into, um, invited into the most critical moments of people's lives right. because of our vocation and um, and the privilege of of spending the majority of my time and in, in study of what God might be saying to us through the words of scripture. I, I, 
it, it's not an easy life, but I can't imagine a more fulfilling life. So I'm thankful to be able to do what I do. The way you put it, Joe, makes it clear your call to it. And uh, it is a glimpse, folks, who uh, think they may have a call to ministry. Uh, that gives you <laughs> a day in the life of uh, what a pastor looks like. And it is, it's, it is truly a gift. Your communion doesn't just happen uh, in a sanctuary. Uh, it happens a lot of places. Um, I love that you had, had a meal with that couple after <laughs> counseling. That's beautiful. Um, it's, it sort of reminds me of... Sharon and Ted having a meal, uh, you know, yeah. afterwards. You're going to have a beer, I think. Biscuits with the boss or the beers at the pub, yeah. 100%. There's a lot of communion imagery in Lasso. Um, so um, sharing those, I mean, these. speaking of intimate moments um, and a variety of life, a coach lives that life, but we see Lasso left living, living that life. It's not all, mo- most of the show is not on the sidelines, yeah. right? It's... Right. Uh, clearly um, in the in the center of people's lives. Um, and so I wonder, what are those things that, that jumped out to you, you know, early on? Was it the biscuits with the boss? What was it that, that grabbed your attention with Lasso? Well, I, I think something that grabbed everybody's attention was his sort of relentless uh, optimism and, and positive mm. attitude. And obviously the show has gotten much more complex, but... Um, I know individually I've been feeling a bit grumpy uh, through the pandemic and and um, and feeling uh, depressed about what the future of institutional religion might be um, post pandemic. And and there was something about his incredible optimism and um, and and joy for living that he exhibited uh, that sort of roped me in, to use the lasso term, uh, at the beginning of the show. Right. Um, right. Again, I, I think the show's gotten much more complex since then, and that's what's kept me in. I, I, I think um, the show even offers that critique that his his relentless positivism is uh, was a contributing factor to the end of his marriage in the show, uh, because life's mm-hmm. just not like that. But I, I think he still just seems to keep a, a positive orientation and um, and that's a wonderful, inspiring challenge to us all, I think, amid, amid difficult days. Right, right. There is a hopefulness, definitely. Um, or hope is the thing that kills you, right, Lee? That's right. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, <clears throat> by the way, uh, welcome Sarah Porter Good, Anna Pitney Strait, Polly Williams. Glad y'all are here. Let us know. Um, I love back at you all and let us know questions or things you're observing. Um, we're, we're glad to have you. Um, the, so we titled this The Gospel According to Ted Lasso. Uh, probably not the first to talk about that because I also, besides noticing you pull this out, <clears throat> I love to listen to sermons and hear people preach and I keep hearing people quote Lasso. I mean, there's um, not a gospel writer, but certainly echoes of the good news. And I wonder if there are particular things that um, et- kind of resonate for you in terms of the gospel message and what you hear and you observe and lasso. I know just our preparation for this has been um, the kind of vulnerability that that lasso shows and others on the show and um, it's inspired and deepened our relationship. I and mean, that's, that's what's grabbed me for sure. Just the conversations in, with you and with others. But I wonder what echoes you see. 
Well, I, I think the show in many ways is a lot like the life of faith. And uh, you can go as deep as, as you want to go in Lasso. I, I think there are those who, who like the show because of its positivism and the, the, the surface reasons for that. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that, that go to church who enjoy church because it just helps them get through the week and, you know, things like that. But, but the show's got a lot more going on and a lot more depth than that. And I think the life of faith is like that. I think at the heart, the connections to the life of faith, um, uh, the first thing is, is that inherent in the Christian walk is the, the command to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think the way that people in the show seek to live out love for one another uh, is profound. And uh, I think Ted Lasso's attention to the lives of others, uh, that certainly came through in the first season with the Biscuits with the Boss and the, and the books and the, 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 his gifting and his intuitive sense about what's happening with people. Uh, that's a product of the fact that he genuinely loves and cares about people. And uh, and the characters on the show live that out in loving relationships. Um, everybody's favorite couple, Roy and Keeley, and we're all hanging on the edge of our seat to see what happens in the season finale. But um, so there's right. that love of neighbor. And then I think that that command that's inherent in that is love of self. And uh, mm-hmm. certainly the second season, I think, has, has explored that much deeper about um, how do we come to terms with ourselves and, um, mm-hmm. and with our stories and and find that love and, and acceptance uh, of ourselves and of, of those who have, who have done what they can to love us, the, that family uh, narrative, the father-child thing that's happening on many different characters with, uh, obviously, Ted and his dad is, the, is a primary one, but we've got that with Rebecca and her father and her mother as well, and, and we've got that with Sam and... Uh, and his dad and Jamie and his dad and Nate and his dad. And um, I think Higgins got it right that uh, I, I love my father for who he is and I forgive him for who he isn't. And for who he that's isn't. Such a wow, what a Christian, line. Christian concept. The second mm-hmm. thing that, that I think ropes people in uh, and connects with the gospel uh, is the, the sense of belonging. Um, that Lasso really mm-hmm. tries, tries to create it. Mm-hmm. The show, I read a commentator who linked it as a fish out of water kind of show. And when I was a kid, that was like the Beverly Hillbillies or, um, you know, Green right. Acres or something like that. More contemporary, it's been Schitt's Creek, which was another really big streaming right. show. Um, and, and I think that on some level, many of us feel like fish out of water and mm. feel like we don't belong on some level. And so there's something about uh, Lasso's efforts to create a community of belonging. And, and I think that- and a countercultural, a countercultural community of belonging, like not just doing what everybody else does. I mean, and, and inspires, you know, the kind of transformation in people. I'm thinking Roy Kent's transformation yeah. we're seeing happen. Well, so many <laughs> characters that have transformed. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, that, that just has echoes to one of my favorite passages from 1 Corinthians 3, where Paul's been talking about some people say they belong to Paul or belong to Apollos, belong to Christ. And he concludes that section of uh, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death, or the present or the future all belong to you and you belong to Christ 
and Christ belongs to God. So for me, that's the, that's the other really mm-hmm. underlying gospel mm-hmm. to the human condition of uh, you belong. And, and I think that makes all of us feel good. Yeah, it's, it's good body of Christ church. You know, uh, this past Sunday, uh, where I worship, we sang for everyone born a place at the table, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for lasso, for everyone, for everyone born, there's, there's a place in, in a, AFC Richmond. That's right. So. That's right. Or at the Christmas episode. And, and, and the, Oh, that one's like a little glimpse. You, you pointed that out to me. I had to go back and watch. It is like a little glimpse of the kingdom of God. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, bringing their, their, um, you know, dishes from their home places right. and, and all of that. Right. Yeah. And then Rebecca and hopefully not spoiling this for anyone, you know, showing up, Ted showing up later to sing for everyone. Yeah. I mean, Beautiful. that was just, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of music. We didn't talk about that, you know? Um, and I feel like there's some rituals, um, you know, in there and there's music and other cultural things that are thrown in, but music is, is used really well. The, the the Rick Astley, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, definitely. I did not see that one coming. I did not either, but that, that was an '80s anthem, so I was all in on that one. And, yeah, never gonna let you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I think the nature of that song to the moment of the funeral, that uh, the truth was her father had really let her down, and had right. not lived up to that. Right. You know, right. I, yet that aspirational hope i think at funerals we always uh we always kind of present the best self of the person <laughs> and uh but that was a beautiful moment um oh it was beautiful. and my head was spinning um, i was trying to think okay boy this is this is so profound uh of both the the dissonance of the moment and yet the the way that the relationships in the show try to live that out Right. I want to go back to, I think you've touched on something and it's something you can listen for. uh, And I think um, in terms of love of neighbor and love of self that are being developed in the first two seasons so far, and you quoted it and Polly Williams uh, brings it up. Um, I think, I think you put it posted it at one point is you are who you are because of who you are. And and I, (laughs) yeah. And, I, I don't know if it was Keely who said it too. Is like the best branding is to be yourself. Yeah. That's, I don't know if that was Ted. I mean, I mean, they, they sort of s- keep trying to send the message, these messages, which I feel like the gospel works that way too. It's like, if you don't remember <laughs> what I said, let me let say me it again. It let again. me show you. Yeah. Let me tell a story. Right. The, <laughs> to whole, show the whole key you. to that is, is having to really believe that about yourself. You know, I, um, right. I remember the very first episode, I think, or it was an early episode of season one, of um, that Keeley had to make a decision about being a panda or a lion. And, yeah. And they come to Jamie Tart, and they're like, panda or a lion? And he says, I'm me. Who else would I want to be? You know, and, 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 and Ted <laughs> Which nobody was surprised. Right. Nobody was right. surprised. Which in Jamie's way was like sort of this awful, you know, arrogant thing. But... But Ted Lasso says, I'm not sure you know how psychologically healthy that really is. You know I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. right. <laughs> and I, I think that's the gospel. That's what grace opens for us, right? To yeah, capacity right. to be ourselves uh, because we are loved and embraced by God. And uh, and then the challenge to be our best self. And, 
Right. That's what life's all about. Well, and what's happening with Jamie? I mean, the first season, I just couldn't stand him. I mean, we just, you know. <laughs> yes. I, and, you know, he's come around. And he's even said just what you said is, you know, um, again, we're trying not to give too many spoilers here, but, you know, I'm trying to be the best, my best self. My you know, that, that, key, that Phoebe says that to 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 Roy at one yeah, point. Yeah, when we're having a conversation in the car about the cussing, yeah. Right, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's kind of the gift of good Christian community, too, is like, hey, Joe, I want you to be the best version of yourself today as much as possible, yeah, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> that's our accountability. Yeah. Um, what else uh, are, are you noticing? Uh, the belonging, the love of neighbor and self, are there other? Um, I know we talked a little bit about the family systems theory that's not necessarily gospel, but certainly uh, pastoral sort of questions we're always asking and, and, and definitely connects to the gospel. But Yeah, I, um, I think whether or not you know anything about family systems theory, we all know our families and we and um, and we have some sense of how our families have made us who we are, um, for better or for worse. And um, I've just that's those are profound connections uh, for me in the show. I I'm I'm part of a uh, or was part of a family system workshop for years. Um, I'm I'm now doing that in different ways. But um, but there was a saying among the participants in our workshop of. Uh, Jesus saved my soul, but Friedman saved my my keister. Uh, using <laughs> and um, Roy Kent, Edwin Freeman, Edmund Freeman, Edmund right? Friedman, yeah, uh, <laughs> he would certainly. Uh, Roy Kent would use a different word, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I think uh, I think that that there are essential human truths in in mm. that, and the show is really all over those. Um, uh, mm -hmm. A profound storyline is is Nate and what's happening to oh, Nate. Yeah. And again, uh, spoiler alert! But um, oh yeah, you know Nate's. That's what we're waiting on. That's what we're waiting on for the last. But, <laughs> but it, it's on the one hand, you you just can't stand Nate for what he's done, and that. But on the other hand, you understand what's driving why he does it, and that doesn't mm -hmm. make it okay. But it does open the possibility for compassion. It, you know, it kind of reminds me of Mr. Rogers in terms of Mr. Rogers would always challenge us. Well, I wonder what that person went through as a child that, you know, and and, and it would make you just instantly right. lower all the ammunition that you want to fire at somebody when they're just being a jerk. Right. That, that for everybody who who and, and for ourselves in those moments, um, when we're our worst self, you know, if to the degree that we can come to an understanding of what makes us who we are and, and how those curses that we've received uh, might curse right. others. I mean, that, that coming to terms with that, I think, is is an essential part of the... Well, this may be a good moment, too, because I know both of us have acknowledged here we are to, I think I can say... Um, persons who identify as white males, you know, um, highly educated. <laughs> we have a lot of privilege in our lives Absolutely. and there's been some, and that's part of you. We are who we are because of, are. of our families of who we are. I mean, we can't exit that, but it's an important thing to be able to identify that this, the gifts of that and the curses of that. Yeah. Um, and not everybody has all those same gifts and privileges. And, and that has been a, I think it's a, it's a decent critique of the show. 
I think the the writers are working on that. I'm sure they've heard that. They're just they're really brilliant. Well, I, um, yeah, I think it, I think uh, as an old white guy, when somebody points out the whiteness of something, I'm I'm trying my best to be a lot less defensive about that and mm-hmm. and to just stay in it for a little while and as uncomfortable as it makes you feel and and right. and see what I can learn in that about my whiteness right. and. So I think I think we have to listen to those, and it's kind of like the voice of Trent Krim from the Independent. You know, he's just, yeah. you know he he speaks truth, uh, and he speaks and truth. he's sort of a downer, you know. But at the same time, um, he's speaking truth. So maybe we need to listen to the Trent Krims of the world. Right, truth and trust. I mean, that's something that is also right at the center of the show. I think, and 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 inspiring people to face those truths and tell those truths um, and build those relationships. It's part of that relationship building, that teamwork, but it's also part of discernment for them um, in so many ways. And um, I do appreciate that. And I feel like that is part of the gospel message, a call to, to speak the truth in love, right? Exactly. Um, and, and I think one of the things that Lasso does, and they speak the truth in playfulness, um, and from a family system standpoint, the antidote to chronic anxiety is playfulness. And so mm. there's a playfulness about Ted Lasso and truths that right. are spoken. You know, that when when Sam's asked how he celebrates uh, Christmas, <laughs> and he makes the comment, he goes, well, we think about it as an, as an evidence of colonialism. You know, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. what it is. Um, you know. But he rolls but, with it. He still kind yeah, of rolls you, you with don't, it. I mean, nobody's going to protest, you know, right. Ted Lasso. I, it, it, anyway, it, it's, right. yeah, I think. I love Sam. Sam is probably one of my, has become one of my favorite characters. And the, the whole kind of, um, I mean, it felt like the Black Lives Matter or something when he put the piece of tape across his chest because of the company that was uh, sponsoring the team, but also... Um, ruining his country, you know, creating oil, havoc yeah. and ruining his country. Yeah, right. I mean, that's. I feel like that's. There's evidence of that kind of discipleship and justice. I know that's been important. That's important in your own ministry too. Is that call to justice? Uh, I remember seeing pictures of you in the streets in Dallas. Um, you know, uh, that's been years ago now. Um, you know, and I know that in Charlotte as well. I mean, there's, there's. There's a call to action to live out that truth, not just tell the truth. Right. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, the older I get, the more pragmatic I get about that. And I, I think in, in it's one thing to march in the street and it's another thing to take concrete action. Um, right. And, um, you know, the, the, the solidarity of the team and the action they took, the financial mm. decision that came with a cost. Um, right. losing your main sponsor. I mean, that's a, uh, that, that's what we need. We need action that is, uh, willing to pay a price. And, you know, I, I, I think that's the challenge that, that too often I feel like I fall far too short of, but. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how about Sharon? What can you say about her? My, the, the psychologist that comes in, <laughs> I mean, is, is that a pastoral role? I mean, what, what is, I mean, her character, my, my favorite line 
is as you know as Ted. You know, she works with each each of the players and many of the players. And she says, "I'm your mentor and your tour mentor." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. thought, and, I mean. <laughs> um, and she has the line. Uh, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. And, <laughs> right. And she got that. Uh, a friend of mine told me where that quote came from. It's a feminist. Uh, it's a powerful quote. So I think she's a prophet in terms of yeah. uh, she tells the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and she's a pastor. I, we certainly saw that in the powerful mm -hmm. episode where, uh, where she got <laughs> to what is really underneath all of Ted's stuff. And... Right. Um, I, I, I was so shocked that um, my family is Irish and there's this, we talk about an Irish goodbye is when somebody just disappears and, and uh -huh. there it was. pulled the Irish goodbye. Uh, and I was, <laughs> I was absolutely shocked. I think it, the show made us all feel like Ted and like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Um, and yet I'm still so disappointed if she's not in the closing episode and on the show, I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? So, yeah. um, I'm just glad she got back on, I just, I'm glad she got back on her bike. I mean, that was, that was pretty, pretty important too. I have loved her and thought of her in the pastoral role. Like one of the things, you know, Ted challenges her on is like, the only reason you're listening to me, you know, the only reason you show up for me is because you get paid and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And I've heard people say that about ministry and, but then there's, she shows up for him at a special moment and, um, and, uh, he uh, he says, "Are you are you getting paid for this?" She said, "Yes, yes I am." Are you going to charge me <laughs> for this like, episode? Yes, I am. And he says, "I respect your integrity." <laughs> I respect your integrity. I mean, we're not showing up for the you know ministry, and the, it's not for the money, but it's part of you know who who we are. But um, well, um, oh, the goat Polly is reminding us of the goldfish. Be a goldfish. Um, the happiest animal on earth. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in our family we've used that one. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I think in a classic Ted Lasso arc, um, we're also learning that that's not the way to a happy life. Um, mm -hmm. Part of a happy life mm -hmm. is remembering what's happened to you and facing it mm -hmm. and dealing with it. And so mm -hmm. uh, in some ways, the second season has been the antithesis of the goldfish. Uh, mm -hmm. Because... Uh, you know, I, I, I think um, the, the Danny Rojas, uh, football is life. And then he says, and sometimes football is death. And sometimes football is football, you know. And, and right. uh, I, I love that quote. But I, 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 I think the season, the episode one of season two, when Earl the dog was killed by Danny and in the press conference. Oh, right. Uh, I wrote this one down. Uh, Ted tells the story about the childhood experience with the dog and, and then right. he ended up raising the dog and then they had to put the dog down. And, and he says, it's funny to think about the things in life that make you cry just knowing they existed. They can then mm. become the same thing that make you cry knowing that they're now gone. And I think mm. those things come into our lives to help us get from one place to a better one. I mean, that's powerful truth. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the opposite of be a goldfish, right? I mean... Now, mm, that's remember. But, I, but I, think, I think sometimes, particularly with our own mistakes, we need to own up to our mistakes and recognize them and then be a goldfish and, and, and realize, right. you know, we're human beings and we do the best we can. Right. Oh, I, I know something you made me rem remind of is Phoebe, <coughs> the little girl, Roy's um, niece, yeah. niece, niece, 
who gets bullied by the little boy who gives her uh, mouthwash and toothpaste because her mouth is bread, you know, bad. And anyway, long story short, they show up at the little boy's house and they have signs, so she didn't have to get too close to him, I guess. Right. <laughs> and it's it's really it's a call, you know. She's calling him out, but then she says, um, "I forgive you." Yes. I mean, I did not see it coming. I mean, she has. If if you don't if you don't if you don't um what did she she asked for him to say he was sorry and so you're gonna have to deal with my my uncle or with Keeley he said but I forgive you yeah. I did not see it coming I, I don't know why I should have well, I mean that's there's been poignant moments of that too when he for, Ted forgives Rebecca and um, right you know, I mean there's there's powerful moments of human forgiveness in the story and I think the season finale I I guess that we I hope that we see another experience of that. I don't know what it's going to look like. Well, we got one minute. If there's any predictions <laughs> on the last episode, uh, what's well, this dropping at 3 a.m., by the way, y'all. I'm, I'm really uh, worried, given the quote from episode one of season two about making us cry now that they're gone. And I'm, I'm worried that there's going to be some loss. And uh, But I'm also, as an Auburn fan and a Cubs fan, I'm always hopeful but never optimistic. And, uh, <laughs> right, okay. so I prepare myself for disappointment. And then if it doesn't come, I'm pleasantly surprised. So, uh, you know, I don't know that that's Ted Lasso. He, you got to believe and believe and, um, right. and you got to hope. And so maybe I need I need the coach to urge me on a little bit. So. Well, and 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 whoever's left over, you're you got you're not going to be alone. Um, it. Whether it's at the bar or wherever it might be, <laughs> um, uh, and that's if, that'll be something to look forward to. I can't believe our times run out, friends. Um, what a gift, Joe! Thanks for all your thoughts on uh, the connections, that connections to scripture. You met you reminded me of things I haven't thought of. Everybody, I'm sorry we didn't get to everybody. Lander Bethel. Uh, you haven't. He hasn't seen Lasso yet, but I think he's going to go watch it now. I hope he will. <laughs> and um, uh, yes, just wonderful stuff. Keep the chat going and stay in touch with us. Um, I'll be on um, in two weeks. I'm trying to remember what my show is. See, I got so into this one. Uh, <laughs> what's coming up? It's all on our Facebook page, the Theological Education Fund Facebook page. So just check it out. I think. Um, I'll look and see, but I want you to be thinking about your giving us a charge uh, before we go. Um, oh, here, here we go. I got too many computer screens going today, friends, so I appreciate your patience. Um, oh, I can't remember, but uh, we'll be back <laughs> in two weeks on Wednesdays. Um, we love, love to have you here. We got to line up all the way through the end of the year. Oh, here we go. I'm getting it now. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Anna Case Winters from McCormick. I don't know if you had her at McCormick, a theologian, um, dreaming of a different world. Wow, uh, so we'll keep dreaming together. That's so um, that'll be fun. And then uh, Claudio Carvalho's on Praying with Every Heart is November the 3rd. So come back and, and join us. And thanks again, Joe, for the gift of who you are in the church and in your congregation, the Presbyterian Charlotte, the PCUSA, and broadly. Um, you are a hopeful voice, and uh, now I'm going to forever associate you with Lasso. So, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a one. Thank you, Lee, and I appreciate uh, you and 
leading theologically in, in everything that the Theological Education Fund does for Thanks. our church and for the world. Amen. Thank you. So do I need to give a charge? Would you bless, yeah, would you bless the charge and bless us however okay, you like? Well, the charge comes to mind that as we go into a challenging world, remember Coach Lasso, taking on a challenge is like riding a horse. If you're comfortable doing it, you're probably not doing it right. And, uh, and along Amen. the way, um, in the words of Trent Krim, if, if the Lasso way is wrong, I don't. Uh, it's hard to imagine being right. And uh, <laughs> may the grace of Christ attend you, a grace that forgives yourself and others and the love of God surround you, a love that says you belong and you are accepted mm -hmm. and you are mine. And the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit keep you to sustain you and encourage you uh, as Ted Lasso encourages his, uh, his team, uh, that you might live in faith and abound in hope and grow in love with God and with one another this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Peace, everyone. Stay safe.